0: Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free
1: today on iOS and Android. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Tuesday, September 13th, and... It is a delightful and exciting day here in the land of Jill and Mark because this is our first recording session, Mark, since vacation time. So welcome back and thank you for somehow figuring out how we really did almost a month of shows in advance. You're amazing. So thank you for that.
2: Not almost. It was definitely we we were gone for a good month for sure.
1: It was good. And, um, and you you had a great trip and you got to play in Europe and you got your travel bug back. You remembered how to do that. Uh, All the, all that being said, uh, how are you feeling about your back to school? Because, you know, we all are on that academic calendar, no matter what, how old we are. How are you feeling about your back to school feels, uh, you know, like, did you get a new notebook and new pens and stuff?
2: Well, it is back to school season here. Theo starts in the, uh, he starts the New York City public school system. He just started last week. So we're excited about that. And he's now in school Monday through Friday. So that's good for him. That's good for us.
1: Monday through Friday. What are you going to do with yourself?
2: You know what? I really want to get my exercise game back up. It's just not where it used to be. So that's kind of my goal for the last four months of this year.
1: I am going to try to make sure that I stop doing as much riding after I do this 275-mile (laughs) ride, which, by the way given that this is airing on Tuesday, September 13th, begins in two days. So I I think that I'll be fine riding again um, in a more normal cadence. But you know, I've been doing all these long, long, long rides. So I'll be happy to go back to do like a nice 30 minute boom, bang it. Okay, if you want to talk to us about your exercise regime, we're happy to hear from you. However, we are here trying to answer your financial questions. So if you've got a financial issue that is bubbling up, maybe you are sort of out of your vacation mode, got the kids off to school, you're ready to rock and roll. Maybe you're thinking about retirement. Maybe you're thinking about like already end of year, whatever it is, we'd love to chat with you. Our website is jillonmoney.com. On that website, there is a contact us button. And if you click that button, we get in touch with you, which is fantastic that is what we are doing today. We are talking to Lily. Lily is from Phoenix, Arizona. Now, uh, of course, in Phoenix, Lily, they say to us, it's a dry heat. But in the summer, how hot does it really get there?
0: Hot, but you're either in an AC or in a pool, but uh, 115 about.
1: That's hot. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Forgetting about the weather, what's going on? What's in your hot financial life? What's going on?
0: Well, I recently changed jobs um, and I've been compiling questions for you for years. And so with changing jobs, um, I guess almost a year ago, but it was six-month lockout on 401k, I decided it might be time to compile those and get your advice.
1: I love that. Now, for everybody uh, listening, Lily sent us seven questions. In addition, she sent us this unbelievably delicious and detailed spreadsheet. You don't have to do that. But I'm just going to say right now, Lily, that you are the gold star, Jill on money, I on money questioner this month. Are you an engineer? Because usually these come from engineers.
0: No, but I do work in lending finance.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So you're very, anyway, it was very helpful. So why don't you tell us about what's going on generally? Like how old are you? There's a we and like, give us a little of the background and then we'll go question by question.
0: I'm 39. My husband's 45. Um, We do keep our finances pretty much completely separate. We've got a joint fund for, you know, the house and things that we have in common, but otherwise we pretty much keep everything separate.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I no tell you children. what, if I, if
1: I if I were him, I would let you manage everything because of, when <laughs> I saw that spreadsheet, I'm I'm about to send my stuff over to you.
0: He's in a similar field, so we kind of fight over who gets to do that. Ironically.
1: Okay, but, fair yeah. enough, fair <laughs> enough. Okay, separate finances. Thirty nine forty five kids or no kids?
0: No kids, just a four legged.
1: What kind of dog?
0: Shih
1: Tzu. Oh, little baby, send us a picture. What's with the uh, income here for each of you? How much do each of you make?
0: So I make um, base 160. I get bonus and it can vary. Um, this year, I'm estimating it to be about 30,000.
1: Um, Great. And, and what, about, what about him?
0: He's pretty similar. Um, I honestly don't know right offhand exactly. He's about 130 um, and his bonus may be a little less, like 20-ish.
1: When we're going to go walk through this these these questions with you, um, and and you do manage your stuff separately, but when you think about your retirement, do you think of it together or do you have separate calculations for each of you?
0: We definitely like think of it together, but we each do our calculations separately, okay. and then think I- of like monthly expenses and decide like, okay, hey, we probably each need to be at this point.
1: Got it. Okay, great. So tell us about. Um, let's go into the basic uh, 401k. Are you guys maxing your 401ks?
0: Yes. Uh, this year I wasn't able to contribute for about six months, but I think I'm going to hit pretty darn close to maxing it out still with the last six months.
1: Traditional for each of you or, or Roth and, and or?
0: I do all of my allocations to Roth. I've convinced him to split his so he is doing some Roth.
1: Okay, got it. House. What's the house look like?
0: The house is worth a... About a million one. We do have a mortgage on it. Um, The mortgage is about
1: three hundred thousand. Any other debt besides the mortgage? Yes,
0: both of us similar picture, almost a mirror. But I've got a rental home. It's well, according to Zillow, which is changing. um, Prices are changing, but Zillow has it just over five hundred thousand, and I owe fifty eight.
1: Wow. Okay, so you really paid a lot of that off and it and it's rented and you like it and you want to keep it.
0: Yes. It's oh. that is one of our questions when we get into retirement. We have different theories on selling or having that as income coming in, but yeah, for the time okay. being, I definitely like it. It's easy to manage, it's close by,
1: right. and it stays Just, rented. Great.
0: And his rental home almost the exact same. His is worth a little bit more, call it 600,000, but he owes about the same and it rents at about the same price.
1: All right. So you've got great cash flow. So let's go into your questions. Let's start to do this. In addition, you, and and one other thing you wrote in your email. So I just want to make sure I have that. So you're maxing out your retirement account and you also put in like somewhere between a thousand to $1,500 a month into a betterment account. Is that still happening? Yes. Okay. All right. So let's do your questions. Here's your number one question. You said, I I mean, you should, should you read it or should I read it?
0: Um, I'll let you.
1: Really? Okay. So Lily said she was excited after she listened to one of our podcasts. Back in 2017, she started a Roth IRA at Betterment. She um, maxed it in 2016. And she says, Oh, I didn't do my homework. I didn't listen closely enough. And then what happened? You went, you were like, Uh oh, I make too much money for a Roth. You caught it, you stopped, but um, you haven't done anything with the over allocations and you pay the penalty each year. Each year, this is like not huge. So close the account and pay the taxes. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if she needs to close it just to clean it up. The question is. Can you take, see, I don't want you to put the money into your Roth 401k. I don't want to combine this money, but it's not huge money. What's the total balance in the Roth right now? Oh, I see. Here's the Betterment Roth, $9,200.
2: I mean, I would, I would get in touch with Betterment first and just, and explain the situation to them. And they'll be, they'll be able to give you some guidance as to the next, next best steps.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, here's my theory. If there are too many next steps, and it's a pain in the ass, I close that sucker and pay whatever it's due and move on. It doesn't matter because you now have the Roth option and you're going to, you know, ten for 10 grand to create a paperwork issue for the IRS, Ugh, it's a pain. I don't want to do that, but okay. But you should contact them. I'm going to tell you my inclination is to close it and move on. That's number one. So, okay, next, you've got three different plans. You've got two different employers, two old ones, and one in the current okay. I'm looking at your current plan. It looks great. Let's put it all in there. Are you going to not, are you, are you fe- fearful that you're going to move again and again and again, and you don't want it there or not? No.
0: Um, I don't really job hop at all. And this, this job could be, I mean, I could be here for years and years. I definitely didn't like my middle stop, the plan that was in my, my yeah. previous job. Um, the one, the plan prior to that one, um, I did actually like the platform was easy and it seemed less expensive and their reporting is
1: easier to read. But they're both insurance companies. Like it looks to me right now, you have just plain old funds with your current plan, right? I would go, I would roll everything into the current. I really would. It's so much easier to manage. I don't really see the benefit of not having everything in straight up like one plan, easy management, rock and roll. But if you want to keep it because you like that platform, that's fine. But it just means a little bit more management for you.
0: Okay. No, I I think I should consider rolling all of it then.
1: They have what I think are probably the best choices that you could have, which is essentially Fidelity and Vanguard. Like what could be better than that? And you've got plenty of funds and they're cheap. They're totally cheap. So that's the way I would rock it. Awesome. Easy. All right. Now you said you've taken a set it and forget it. And you said you have not used auto rebalancing. So in these old funds, in these old accounts, you know, you have essentially you're young. Like, so it's not terrible that you have like 80% stocks, 7% bonds and cash. And then I mean, the target date funds are unnecessary for you, frankly, just because you have so much money you can allocate. How did you deal? How have you dealt with this year? Like this year's roller coaster? How has it felt for you?
0: Um, I pretended like it wasn't happening.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, I love really denial. Very. Let I just, me just say that denial keeps us into, uh, allows us to ma- navigate a lot of situations. Um, I would do once a year. Does, do they let you usually, if you look at your current plan, will they say to you, how often do you want to reallocate and when? I'll
0: have to check it. I just started getting into it. I know the others did, so I'm assuming I
1: can. Me too. Um, I'm to assuming. I think you should do auto rebalancing. If it's a retirement account, you could do it twice a year, not more than that. And you should pick an allocation that feels okay. You're 39. So how much longer are you going to work? 20 years?
0: Well, it depends on if you ask me or my husband. We um, we would like to do the retire early, and I listen to all your shows. So I say that with the asterisk that we would end up doing something, I think we would just slow down and have a little more flexibility.
1: Well, okay, so if that's the case, um, the retirement allocation and most of the money, more of your money, not all of it, but more of your money is in retirement assets, then I think a 70-30 could be a perfect allocation. I really do. As you get closer, you might want to change some of your um, non-retirement money and change that around. You know, like you have a you have a small. It looks to me like a small investment account with Betterment. Not small, small, but is this like the Build Wealth? Is that a hundred thousand dollars of like a non-retirement, almost like a supplemental investment account? Is that what that is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think that what what I would say is that that's the account that should be as you're approaching the change of like, we're going to shift, we're going to do something different. That, that's the account that should not have as much risk as the retirement account. The retirement account, you're probably, hopefully you're not going to touch it till you're 70, in your seventies, actually. Any non-retirement assets I think should be invested less aggressively than the retirement assets. Because you may need to tap that to do something different. And that's going to be, to me, that's like your get out of jail free card. It really is. And like you're saving a lot of money. So I'm not worried about this. You've got a lot of money here. Mark, do you see any
2: problems here? No, she's in great shape. Well, like you said, get rid of the target date fund. Because I'm just looking at one of the accounts. You have you know, 31% in a target date fund and 39% in a large cap and 5% in a small cap. There's just a lot of um, duplication and overlap in there. So just get rid of the target date.
1: All right, Mark. You ready? She's got her whole 401k going to Roth. So let's just remind everybody about our tax brackets right now, because you are both making, like you're making more than 300. So your top tax bracket, I'm guessing is 32%. You, you don't make more. Well, wait a minute. How is that rental income? Are you in the 35%? Are you, do you have more than $430,000 of total income for the two of you? No, I think we're in the 32. Okay, so 32%. Mark, to Roth or not to Roth? That is the question for her.
2: Not a question for me. Roth all the way. They already have this amount of money. Think of what they're going to have in another 20, 25 years. Uh, You're not going to want to have those RMDs.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is the issue that as much as we understand that people want to reduce their taxable income, when you look at required minimum distributions and you look at how much money you already have saved, you know, the first year of retirement, you have to just based on right now, okay, this tax law, you would have to take 3.65% of the money that you have in non- Taxable, you know, traditional accounts, you'd have to take that out every year, like the first year. And it gets progressively higher percentages of the account balances. So it's not great. I got to be honest with you. It's not great to have piles and piles of money that hasn't been taxed yet. And That kind of gets us into kind of the next question that you said about the, um, in terms of the rental, by the time you guys are at least thinking about retirement, probably have no mortgages, you'll have two rental properties, they'll be driving income. And then the question would be like, what do you do with that? You're still going to have some income and then you're going to have the distribution. So I say yes to the Roth, you will be very happy you did. I really think so. Um, And he look, you can only give him suggestions. He's going to do what he wants to do. Um, Okay. Next question is about the HSA. You're not invested. Yeah, you should. Okay. So I would invest this because you are really looking this at you're looking at this as like your health care in retirement, right? Not like this minute.
0: No, I, yeah, I'm looking at it for future. That's what concerns me with retirement later on, not knowing what those expenses will be. So I was trying to tuck away anything I could.
1: Yeah, definitely. I would do that and I would invest it. The investment options on HSAs, they are limited. So make it simple, but yeah, I would do that. Now I'm just looking, I I hopped ahead and it said, you really want to kind of take off some time and then in six months off and then so so seven years, you're thinking 10 years. Oh yeah. You're totally on track for this. This is totally on track. So, okay. So if you're doing that, as we said, we want you to build up your non-retirement assets during that time, now this is only if you are not going to sell one of these rental properties. So let's talk about these for a second. What's the the um, the viewpoint that you have on the rental properties?
0: I would like to keep mine um, to have the cash flow, and not that I would be required. But if anybody in my family, if I ever ended up in a position that I needed to help somebody out, that seems mine would be conducive for that. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's he's more inclined to sell his um after it's paid off and when he's getting ready to retire. Okay, and- if
1: that if that's the case, that'll give him a big ramp. That is a very nice off ramp into a you know kind of downshift into a different life because he'll have all that money, he'll have to pay some capital gains eventually or some he'll have to recapture some of the depreciation, but whatever it is, you know, at the worst case, he's probably going to have some something like a half a million dollars, maybe it'll be 450, who knows. And then that's plenty for him. But if you're going to keep your property, then I would try to beef up the non-retirement accounts so that if in seven, eight, nine, 10 years, you know, you will have access, you know, because you're, you're only going to be 49, you would have access to some money to chill out. And you've said something funny. You said, we might take six months uh, or a year off, and you're so funny because it seemed to me like you were like, should we? Yeah, do it. Why else are you doing? What, what are you doing, my friend? Like you got this, you've got this down. Um, and your last question was about life insurance, which neither of you need. Absolutely. What am I forgetting that you need to know? We've answered all these questions. I think big picture, the Jill and Mark view of Lily and husband, you're in great shape. All you've done is like pick out a few little things here that need like a dot of an I across of a T. You're in perfect shape. Now, I presume that someone who has spreadsheets like this, you have your estate planning done, right?
0: Yes and no. And I knew you were going to ask that. Um, I told my husband, I was like, I need to have that done before I even talk with her. We haven't done, but my will was prior to us actually being married. We were together. We've been together forever, Um, but we've since been married. And so I do need to update it.
1: Wait, why'd you get married?
0: That's a good question. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) We waited a very long time. We knew we weren't going to have any children. And so it just didn't really seem necessary. And then one day we decided, well, you know, maybe we should. So we did.
1: (laughs) I think it's interesting when you have been together for a long time, like what prompts you to make that decision? I said this to my girlfriend recently. I was like, we, you know, like her mother died or this happened. I'm like, maybe we should get married. I don't know. Maybe. So we'll see. It's
0: weird what makes you think of it. And some of ours was, if we were going to do it, we wanted to make sure uh, both sets of parents were around. Um, And so it was like, well, if we're going to do it, we want to do it while they're in good health. So we did it.
1: I think we did it the opposite way, which is when the 98-year-old Italian-American lady died, maybe it was time.
2: (laughs) Different views, right? (laughs) I told Amanda the other day, you wanted to know how the uh, possible next baby was coming. She said, uh, how's the marriage coming for Jackie and Jill?
1: Nice. That That's good. She's got something to ask about. This is perfect. That's great. We have a little teasing among these couples, you see. Lily, is there anything else that we can help you with?
0: No, I really appreciate it. You guys have helped me get to this
2: point through the year. So thank oh, you very much.
1: And good luck you. on your ride. Thank you. I'm a little anxious about it, but thank you.
2: Let me just add one thing. Going back to that Roth IRA. I wouldn't close it out, Lily, because that Roth IRA is recognizing the five-year time limit. So I would just keep it open because at some point you're going to want to roll your Roth 401ks into a Roth IRA, and that will recognize the five-year window. Okay. So I'll just reach
0: out to Betterment and figure out what I need to do to get it. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Let's, let's do that step-by-step. Step. Good catch, Mark. See, I, I, in, my, in my zeal to clean up your life, then I was, I would have been wrong. So I apologize. And thank you, Mark, always keeping me, keeping me on plan here. All right, Lily, you're great. Good luck. Keep in touch with us and keep listening, okay? So if you, like Lily, are compiling a mental list of questions, don't worry. You don't have to give us the beautiful spreadsheet. You don't have to be as organized as she is. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and we will get your message. Don't forget, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And, you know, you can follow this podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. Check out our other program. It's called Jill On Money. Mark Talercio is our co-host and executive producer. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Hey, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. And most importantly, try to lift someone up today. Curiosity, compassion, community. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Some puzzles are hard
0: to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple
2: Podcasts. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show, coming out every Thursday. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient-to-bread ratio on sandwiches. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Always on the go? Well, now you can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on CBS Mornings On The Go. It's a podcast you can listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery+.